Barney and Friends. Barney Simon. Decoranda FM. So it wasn't a, a massive issue, but particularly the couple of days leading towards the game, you want to put the right stuff in your body, you know. So uh, back in the day, it used to be carbs. Everybody used to believe that carbs would, would, would help you. Nowadays, it's protein and healthy fats, you know. So, so science and the sport has changed, you know, uh, philosophies. And, um, you know, technology and uh, science has uh, created a much quicker game. Um, you know, the, the technology, just your boots and the, your apparel, you know, has sped up the game a lot and it's made it a lot more exciting uh, and that's that's good for the game. But what what I want to know is, and my wife as well, why do they fall down like little babies if they don't even get touched? You know what I mean? It's like, Suarez. <laughs> you know, I get you. there are so many we can talk about. Um, is, is that a bad habit? If you start doing that, how do you get out of it? You know what you, I mean? You're talking to a defender here, Barney. So <laughs> I know. I, you I killed it. them. I hate it myself. I mean, it's it's a it's a form of people must realize that it's not necessarily a a soft a softy uh, sort of attitude. It's it's a form of cheating. Mm. You know, they want they want you to get sent off. They want you to get a yellow card. They want a free kick so that they can gain uh, advantage over you. So if uh, they're going to roll over four hundred times uh, to try and fool the referee, they're going to do it. You know. Mm. Ultimately, what the referees must understand is that if you're seriously injured, you're not going to roll over. You're going to lie dead still. <laughs> you know. So yeah. as soon as referees uh, realize that and uh, don't get taken for a ride, I think that's the the, the game will become uh, better to watch. And I agree with your wife. It's 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 embarrassing, you know. <laughs> but it, it, as a defender, you always have to go for the ball, right? Not for the knees or the ankles, but sometimes you not- go for the ball. <laughs> And they don't see that, and, and you know they think you've taken out the player, although you have touched the ball. I mean, television, <laughs> you can see it sometimes. The unfair advantage for the referee because he only sees it once. More, more often than not, um, I've gone for the player, and <laughs> you got the ball by luck, <laughs> intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's sometimes, you know, in desperation, uh, you've realised that he's gotten the better of you, and it's it's if it's uh, halfway up the field, it's a professional foul, and you'll take the yellow card, you know, gladly. Because you've probably saved the team. Um, yeah. But also, it's respect. I mean, you're going for that first tackle. It's like rugby. Yeah. You take the fly-off out immediately. Yeah. The fly-off is hurt. There's respect. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he doesn't want to run into you again. But um, any other players that afterwards, I mean, you've taken them out, whatever. What is the vibe like afterwards after you've tackled somebody and they had to go off? And they were badly injured. Uh, sort of like an accident kind of thing. And you, you must feel horrible about things like that when it happens. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, uh, I've never been really malicious. I've never uh, gotten a, a player taken off the field. Um, there's been some bad tackles, but um, they've always, unfortunately, come back on the field. <laughs> but, um, there's been a lot of afters, you know, a lot of words exchanged. And uh, but but you know, there's a kind of a a brotherhood in in the fact that uh, when the game ends. Uh, you shake hands just like it, you, you should do in every professional sport. Uh, what stays, what goes on on the field, stays on the field. But there's some serious swearing and abuse that goes on for sure because uh, you want to try your best to to put that mm-hmm. player off, especially if he's young, uh, wet behind the ears. You know, you have a right go at him. And as a defender, the first thing that you do is that you get a, a strong tackling. You know, so psychologically, you've won that battle uh, immediately. You, know? you guys are obviously aware that uh, the referee's got a microphone, and <laughs> and, and the rugby, they, the commentators keep on, uh, you know, apologising. We do apologise for foul language, but yeah. you're not going to think of it. It just comes out. You know what I mean? It's it's frustration and stuff like that. Um, have you been? Uh, how many uh, yellow cards have you received in your career? 
Oh, no, I haven't kept count. Okay, how many um, red? Um, I've probably been red carded three or four times. What was the worst red card ever that you really felt bad about? And it wasn't even your fault. <laughs> um, I think it was probably against uh, Kaiser Chiefs. It was a very big game, Sundowns Kaiser Chiefs. And, um, you know, those games, are there's high stakes, you know. Uh, so the last thing you want to do is let down your teammates and get a red card. Uh, but I, from a young age, uh, I hated losing. Um, I used to cry when I lost that chest to my older sister. You know, I used to hate it. And uh, uh, I think that's, that's good in some regard because it shows a, a level of uh, competitiveness. But um, <coughs> I quickly learned how to become a, a good loser. Um, but in games of that magnitude, you, you sometimes lose it and you just, you just see a red mist, you know, if things are mm-hmm. not going away, if the referees, uh, if you think that he's being biased, um, and if you really want to win, you know, some, some ugly things can happen. And uh, I think that was the game, which I probably will regret too. Every time you touch the ball, the crowd went booth. Okay, what was it? How did this thing start? I mean, may, can you imagine you are on the field, you're playing, and you hear this booth, and you thought they were booing you. How did this thing start? Uh, did it bug you? Yeah, no, not at all. I, I knew um, at the time I was having a good game, so I, I knew immediately that they were not actually booing me. <laughs> But um, it's, it's a tradition amongst uh, football fans here in South Africa. I mean, you had it, um, Mark Fish, mm. um, Lucas Khadebe, whose nickname was Rue, mm. uh, John Schuzmoshwe, um also had it done to him. So it was, it's kind of an honor, you know, to have the fans mm. uh, do that to you. And um, it first started when I was playing under 23, when we were qualifying for the Olympics in Sydney. Um, and we used to have a fortress uh, in Fosslerus where we played all our games. And that's when uh, the crowd in Fosslerus on the East Rand really started to 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 take um, to the way I played, and to take to the team, the under twenty three team of that of that time. Um, so I was used to it, but there was a big furore about it uh, when the World Cup and the Confederations Cup in two thousand and nine came along, and a lot of foreign journalists arrived, and they they heard this. And uh, misconstrued it, you know. Um, so that was that took a lot of explaining. It's like the uh, cricket player, the Australian cricket player, Boone. Or what, what, remember, he, he, yeah. every time he touched the cricket ball in South Africa, Boone. <laughs> yes, that's right. Said, Stop booing the I poor guy. They probably were booing him. <laughs> yes. we, don't, we don't like Aussies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, some Jason Derulo now uh, trumpets my in studio guests. What an honour to have him here, Matthew Booth. Three seven nine four Twitter cost of one rand fifty. Get in touch if there's anything you want to know. We're gonna ask you a question a little later on. If you get it right, we have two autographed. Uh, soccer balls to give away, okay? We have the legend here with us, and we'll find out after the song why he likes Jason Derulo's music. Every time that you get undressed We were singing along to that song, hey, Matthew? Doom, doom, oh, doom, you doom, you doom. were. <laughs> it's, it's one of those catchy pop songs, dance songs. No, absolutely. Uh, why do you like that song? Any good memories? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a bit of a private reason. Okay, it has to do with uh, my wife, trumpets. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's listening. <laughs> You're gonna sleep in another room tonight. Dude. <laughs> 
So uh, we are going to talk about uh, your kids a little later on and, and you know, what, what you're going to do uh, in, the, in the future because you've uh, actually retired from a footy, although they did want to renew your contract, I might just add. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, 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 I'm going to walk away from it. So we'll discuss that later on. But I want to know, how did, did you play in England first and then Russia or Russia first? Yeah, I played in England. It was a very short stint. Uh, in fact, I was on loan uh, to Wimbledon, and it ended up being for three months. And it was a it was a lesson that I learned uh, because the the owners of the clubs arranged the deal, and I didn't go through the coach at the time. So when I pitched up, he didn't know anything about it. Mm. Uh, so that's why I only spent three months there. But it was great. Um, in fact, I got interest from other English clubs, uh, but I unfortunately went back to South Africa. And then um, in 2002, uh, I ended up going to Russia of all places. At Wimbledon, uh, who did you meet there? Any famous players? Because you only saw them on television. And then all of a sudden, there you are. I mean, all these big names. Mm. Uh, were they in the uh, Premier Division then or not? No, they were in the first div. First, um, okay. And they were struggling at, mm. at that stage. Um, I think probably Michael Thomas from Liverpool, ex-Liverpool player, was probably what most people would know him. Um, a young player called Delph, who's now the skipper at Aston Villa, mm-hmm. was also there. But um, it was in the lower division, so uh, I don't think many people would recognize the names. Yeah. But it must have been tough, you know, that weather, traveling, uh, the setup there. Um, it's football 24 hours a day. Uh, what what was it like, uh, you know, just looking at the, at the players around you, the kind of lifestyle or whatever? It, it, people think they earn a lot of money, but uh, it's a lot of passion, a lot of dedication, isn't it? No, that's right. And the competition there, I mean, uh, football is like a religion, uh, particularly in Europe, South America, you know. So, um, you know, players uh, grow up on it and they get used to the 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 whole scenario, that whole uh, lifestyle, you know. They, they, they're used to it and they are brought up and, and the clubs uh, value them more than just players, you know. They, they value them as assets and... Uh, they give them give them a bit of a lifestyle experience as well, so they become uh, better, well-rounded products, uh, and the clubs tend to look after them a lot better, not only financially, mm. uh, but just from a lifestyle perspective as well. Your all-time favorite player doesn't matter which country. Who stands out for you still today? One of the best players ever. Um, I think you know I always um, as a youngster, uh, Sammy Hupia. Uh, he was a centre back at Liverpool uh, from Finland. Mm. Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed watching uh, watching him play his style. Um, so that was that was great. And um, there were there were so many others, you know, so many other great centre backs who I enjoyed watching. I have never been really one to to be a fan or or support a particular team, uh, but certainly I would watch and um, you know pick up the small sort of nuances and skills and styles of of particular players. Yeah, for sure. If you played against uh, Cristiano Ronaldo now, would you take him out? Would you know how to get that ball from him, or is he a genius? I think probably my tactic with regards uh, Ronaldo would to try and kick the living daylights out of him, but uh, I would have to catch him first because <laughs> yes. he's <laughs> he's quite quick. Uh, mm. He's a s- superb athlete. Mm. Um, I think Messi is probably better than him mm. uh, at this particular point juncture um, uh, his low center of gravity and the ability to use both feet is just phenomenal um, and he's on a different planet in my opinion mm. okay so uh, the call came you're coming to Russia we won't <laughs> tell you why so how did that happen I mean uh, we don't know much about Russian football we only mm. know you know I don't know any of the teams or whatever but mm. just think Russia and you go 
Do you know how cold it's going to be? Yes. It's going to be tough. Barney and Friends. Barney Simon.